Hey, welcome everybody to the first edition of Assholes Getting Rich Fantasy Analysis and Advice. We're going to take the next few minutes to break down the league play from Uncle Sam's Asshole Children. I am one of your hosts, the great, the wonderful, the man, the myth, the legend, mystic, Tyler Knox. And I'm joined here today with Mr. Ben Hardy, who is the great and wonderful reigning champion of this league. And, uh, you know, he's, he's coaching the Weekend Warrior team. That's right. Uh, this first half of the season has been a good one so far, and we're going to go eat by line by line, team by team, and we're going to kind of talk about what we've seen, what we expect, and what could have been. Um, to start this week, we're going to just go, go through the um, things that have stuck out to us, and the to start, we'll talk about the standings. So first off, we got Taylor, who the Harvester of Sorrows, coaching a great team this year, leading the league in points. Then there's myself, Weekend Warrior, and Maniacal Mullets close behind. In fourth place, we got Monster with the Revengers, and fifth, Long Dick of the Law, being coached by JT. Then we're followed by the wonderful sixth place team. It's a German phrase. I'm not going to try to butcher it, but basically lick my asshole. Coached by myself. Then you got uh, the, the football coach himself and the Vanilla Gorilla and John Gale, followed by uh, the man, the myth, the legend, with the wonderful beard, Adam Patrick at the Redwoods. And then Daniel's taking up the rear at nine, D's Crop Dusting Company. Um, and then you got, uh, you know, the uh, exiled one, Sean Howell, coaching Revelation. So we're going to start this off by breaking these teams down. Let's just go ahead and start with Taylor and Harvester of Sorrow. You know, he had a, uh, in my opinion, he had, he had a really good uh, good start to the season. He started off hot, came out the gates firing. I mean, wouldn't you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Came out swinging, and that's why he's on the top of the league right now. Yeah, he definitely uh, came out swinging. He definitely has the highest points scored as well. Not only does he lead in the league at 6-2, and two, but he's putting up a, a, an amazing Hundred or I'm sorry, one thousand two hundred and eighty-four points. That's almost, you know, uh, almost ninety points higher than 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 you've been at second. Yeah, and who could have seen that coming, Taylor? We all know had to run the beer mile last year, and I guess it's played into his motivation this year. So congratulations, Taylor, on a great first half of the season. Um, pretty excited to see what happens in the second half. With that being said, we've all kind of watched your team and seen how on a weekly basis things could play in your favor because of that big play. Oh yeah, he's a big play dependent team. Uh there's a few of them in this league. He definitely is is one of those huge big play dependent teams. And you know, uh unfortunately for him, uh his his big play guy was Debo Samuel. Yeah, that was that, when that trade thing came through, it was kind of interesting. It uh definitely caught a lot of people off guard and caught uh monster in a big old uh big hole there um definitely one of the craziest trades outside of myself and sean howe of the year because debo was pretty consistent getting 30 40 point games on a weekly basis yeah and i mean you know debo was was great for the big play he put up some crazy stat numbers and then you know obviously he has another big play guy in um in his quarterback sitting um you know, Lamar Jackson. But, you know, he, he's got other big play guys. You know, um, Brown up Tennessee has is, is been a guy who's, who consistently gets targets over 40 yards. 
Uh, we'll see how that plays out with him now, though, seeing that Derrick Henry's going down. I mean, it, you could see a, a downturn in the big play for him. Um, but, you know, like Mike Evans is another one who's, um, you know, maybe not necessarily a big play guy, but, he, you know, he, he he turns in games where he got three touchdowns in the, in the game, two touchdowns in the game. He turns in big touchdown games, which makes him a, a huge asset to a big play team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is It is one of those things that, has been fun to watch, and hopefully those big plays and that, that luck will continue to run for the second half of the season. And, you know, I'm going to say this now. I really didn't want to talk bad about Taylor since I got him in a matchup this week, but I'm going to call it. Uh, he is the great pretender. He is the great pretender in, in my eyes. Um, you know, he's had some really huge point games, but the games that he doesn't turn in huge points, he, he tends to be lackluster. You know, the games where he's not putting up 150 points – He's turning in 118, you know, um, you know, in that low 120 range, and that's that's kind of how he took his, his his L's this season. Well, the exception of the one when he lost putting up 190 points to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's that's a tough <laughs> loss, Taylor. I'm sorry for that one. Yeah, but uh, well, we're moving on. We're going into second place, and that that's Weekend Warrior by myself here, and. From the first half of the season and even into the draft, we all kind of saw how that draft went. And at the end of the draft, we were sitting at the draft party talking about how my team was the one that looked like it was the most all-around coming out of the draft. And yeah. yeah, you definitely drafted a, a really great team. I mean, I think at the draft party, those that were present, um, you know, the ones that really care about the league, um, you know, he, uh, you know, we all, we all kind of initial responses to that draft were, you know, you're going to take the championship again. You kind of came out slow, though. You know, you came out slow, taking taking a loss the first week, and I think you took a loss the second week too. But you kind of turned it around after that. Yeah, definitely. I uh, was not happy with how my team production was in the beginning of the season, the first couple weeks. It was it was a hard one to watch happen, especially because with all the possibility and the potential that could come. But we we find our groove and. Uh, Really hadn't had to deal with a whole lot of injuries this year that have set me back. So it's it's kind of one of those just consistency consistency things. It's kind of going week to week and playing the matchup instead of hoping for that big play. Now, I, I do have to ask, though, since we're on injuries and, and big play, um, and it's because you're here, how worried are you about this COVID stuff going around Green Bay and the lack of performance by you know Travis Kelsey? Yeah, it's uh, it's not a fun week. It's like we all know that I've got Howe going against me this week, and all his players came back healthy, unfortunately. So even if he doesn't set a lineup, I I get him on a full team, and we've seen what he can do in the past. But with that being said, I need production out of one of the best tight ends in the game right now, Travis Kelsey. Not. Not being able to get him going on a couple weeks has helped make matchups close for sure. And with the COVID going around Green Bay, it you see what happened last week. I had my top receiver go out, and I only scored 102 points. Made it a much closer game than it really should have been. Yeah. I will say you have benefited from a – Another good trade, and I'm I'm glad we're talking about trades. You know, this year we've we've seen an uptick in trades in this league compared to last year, where you know there was just very few. 
But you know, you, you had a, an early uh, early trade that you made with uh, the um, the exiled one, the weakest link. Uh, you offloaded uh, Rob Gronkowski, who uh, you know I guess you had a crystal ball and saw that he was going to get hurt and miss a, a good majority of the season. But you were able to make that trade, pull it off for Nick Chubb, and then you ran a two running backs from the same team. You know that's not a common fantasy tactic. No, not at all, and it's something I almost suggest never doing. But when you got a two-headed monster like uh, Cleveland does and the Browns, and they run the ball ninety percent of the time, it's it's almost worth it because every play you're getting the touch. So it's it's one of those things that we look forward to and hope that Kareem Hunt can come back off of the IR and we can plug him back in. But, I mean, it's, it's definitely paid off for you. Those two guys, you know, they're consistently 15 points or more earners. You know, that's 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 amazing. And and the you know the the diamond in the rough, the not even the drafted one, the first waiver wire move of the whole entire season, I believe, was you picking up Cordell Patterson a few hours after the draft. And that is, who would have thought Cordell Patterson is a 20 point monster? Yeah, it was it was one of the first ones, or it was very high up there and it it goes to show that sometimes there's just people that aren't seen and people that we kind of lose in the draft under that pressure of drafting in in the time but somebody that we all know has changed immensely since the draft is Morvan with the maniacal mullets before the season even started before game one it seemed like Morvan had already drafted a brand new team off the waiver wire. Yeah, that man went waiver wire pick crazy before, before during the preseason. Uh, but it, it, you know, it paid off for him. You know, he's sitting in third. Uh, he's got the same record as you at six and two. Um, you know, he's he's not too far behind in total points scored. He's had some really big weeks. Um, you know, which leads me into this point is he is another one of those big play dependent teams in the league. Um, he's got a few guys that are just big play monsters. Uh, Johnson in Pittsburgh seems like every time he catches a pass, it's a 60-yard touchdown. You know, uh, Jefferson has just been huge in uh, in this season and had a few big plays. DK Metcalf, I mean, that guy, all he does is score big plays. So, I mean, he, he's got a, a three, you know, four-headed, even if you want to talk about Dawson Knox with, with some big plays. You know, it's a, it's a big play-dependent team. We've seen what happens when the big play doesn't happen for him. Um, you know, he kind of turns in at like Taylor, you know, 120, 100, low 130 point weeks. But we have to talk about the biggest factor of Moorman's team this year, and that's with Russell Wilson going out. Oh, man, that's a killer. Like, Russell Wilson was the rock of his team. He was a consistent player. You knew what you were getting. You could stack DK Metcalf with Russell Wilson, get the extra points, and it hurts. That is a big loss. Losing a quarterback in the league is not easy. It's hard to recover from, especially when there's 10 people in the league. There's a few top-level quarterbacks, and you go from there, and you got to really just try to play the matchup. Oh, yeah. Russell Wilson went 40 points week one and week two. You know I mean? It's... That's crazy. It's unheard of. Now, I mean, he is getting consistent quarterback play out of Jalen Hurts. Um, it's not as big of quarterback play out of Jalen Hurts, but it, it is consistent. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara has, has been uh, a little bit of a down for him. I, I mean, he's he's still a great running back. He's still one of the best fantasy running backs out there. Um, 
But that's another weak part of his team is uh, his secondary running back. You know, um, Carlos Hyde is who he has starting this week. We'll see if that pays off for him. Um, you know, McKissick has been pretty good when he when he is uh, is one hundred percent healthy. But uh, you know, Fournette has been serviceable. But uh, outside of that, you know, running back seems to be one of those things that you never know who you're going to face when you go up against him. Also, with with the the whole COVID being a thing as well, we we cannot not talk about how in weeks of need, COVID plays a role. Even this week, my maniacal coming in playing this week and needing a win after he dropped his last. Last one against Daniel with only 85 points scored. He's got A.J. Green, who was just listed on the COVID-19 list. So there's some coaching to be done, but definitely one of the most improved coaches in the league this year. And another one that we can talk about is a huge improvement compared to the previous years would have to be Monster. Uh, it's the scariest team in the league, if you ask me. I mean, it's it's top to bottom just full of talent, um, just consistent point earners. You know, he's got Allen running the quarterback who just th- seems like 30 points is, is a guaranteed every week. Um, you know, Hollywood Brown is a huge big play guy. Uh, you know, I, I say he's boom or bust, but the guy seems to boom a lot more than he bust. Uh, you know, James Conner has been real consistent at getting those touchdown uh, plays for Arizona, and that helps him out a lot. And, you know, uh, he's got Godwin. You know, that he's on bye this week, but Godwin, another one, just consistent point earner. But I'm going to tell you what really turned the season around for him, in my opinion, is that trade he made um, for, with, with Debo, for Debo Samuel. And that, and that trade that he makes for Debo Samuel makes him the scariest team in the league. I mean, the guy started off the season so slow going 95 points a week one. Yeah, scored 95 points on week one, and you you come look at week eight, and he's he is the biggest winner of the week, and he's the king of the week. He's the king of the hill with 168 points. Like, it is just adding Debo Samuel, adding 40 points to his normal week is going to be scary. It's, yeah. it's going to be one of those that you have to catch him on a rough week, but the the ability that he's had to manage this team has been been great. It's going to be a, a run, it's a sprint to the to the playoffs. Here. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then you know that kind of rounds out the the top four. So you know let's let's kind of break down the top four. Do you think the top four is going to end the same? You think we're going to see some people slide? You think we're going to see some people move in? Uh, we'll go on the the next the next uh, the bottom half of the league here in a second, but. Since it's only only four people get in the playoff, I feel like this is a good place to, to start. Yeah, so the top four, you've got three teams at six and two, and Monster right on their heels at five and three. I think it's one of those things that I think any given week it can turn around. But I, the four that are there now, I don't think all of them will make the playoffs. To be honest, I think some teams are going to slide, and it's going to be um, a little little frustrating for some of these guys that have kind of rid ridden the the wave up to the the halfway point here. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely agree with you. Uh, You know, um, I I think that you and Monster out of the top four are definitely, I I don't want to say a lock, nothing's guaranteed, but I would definitely put y'all as a lock for the playoff. Just, you know, like we said, you have the most consistently consistent team, it seems like, um, as far as big point goes. And then, you know, like we just said, Monster's got that scary team, but 
Unfortunately, Morvan, I love you, buddy, but you know you've only put up one thousand and eight points. That's that's middle of the pack in the league. It's you know uh, you know maybe you're squeaking by some games here. Uh, maybe you're not. Maybe maybe you're playing big when you need to play big, and, and you're playing small when you need to play small. Uh, we'll see. I think the, the the schedule favors you in the back half of the season. Um, you know the opposite can be said for Taylor. I think the schedule does not favor Taylor in the back half of the season. Uh, we might say that it, you know, looking at how he did in the first half, that it does. But you know, he just he just uh, lost his first two games in the last last five. Um, he's got some big big games coming up where the matchups kind of play in the other team's favor and not necessarily on Taylor's favor. It wouldn't surprise me if you see Taylor drop from the one to the four, or you know, maybe even go to the five if he if he's not lucky, you know, if he's if he's not careful. Yeah, and that that's one of the crazy things about fantasy. It can change in a week. It can change with with how this league is played so far, and with how the standings are, and how close everybody is. That can change in a week. But moving on to the lower half, we've got JT pulling in in the five spot. JT's had a super hot start, winning the first two games, scoring an outrageous amount of points. But again, one thing that is hurting is those injuries. Oh yeah, his his injuries are are definitely going to be a, a factor for his team going forward. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think we have to talk about it too much. But losing Derrick Henry, the overall number one draft pick, losing King Henry, who is, you know, the, the by far the highest score at running back this season, is is huge. But uh, you know, like you said, he started off hot, and then uh, since week two, he's only put up 130 points once. I think you have to take into the consideration, though, with those 130 points, he's not getting any help from his quarterback. Yeah, Mahomes has been bad. You've got Patrick Mahomes this year who looks and is leading the league with the most interceptions, I believe, with almost 20, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to go back and look again. But I know he's 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 up there with the top of the league in interceptions. But you've, you've got some other big surprises on the team. You've got Tony Pollard who – who came out of nowhere and oh, yeah. started showing Zeke, like, hey, you better start fighting for your job, otherwise I'm going to take it. Oh, yeah, he's point for point, you know, playing with Zeke. You know, we all laughed at the Tony Pollard selection when he made it, and it seemed silly, but, you know, uh, maybe he had a crystal ball because it seems like a good one right now. Uh, and I will say, you know, you talk about injuries again. Another big injury that hurts him is not even a player on his team, but Russell Wilson going down. How's that going to affect um, – Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Tyler Lockett going yeah. forward. Only time will tell. Well, I guess uh, we can move on to myself in the, in the sixth hole. I've had some tough losses this season. I've played a lot of really close games. Um, I will say that as far as uh, points go uh, week by week, uh, consistently in the high 20 to uh, low 40 range, which that is where I wanted to be. Um, you know, I've put up. 1,094 points. So 69. I'm sorry, 1,069 points. I, that's what I had against. So, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with teams like, uh, you know, like Morvan. The, the issue is, to your 1,069 points, you've given up 1,094. And, like, you just keep playing people on their good weeks, playing them close, losing games that in any other week you'd probably win with high-scoring games. Yeah, I think I'm the only uh, the only team in the league who has lost two games putting up 150 points. <laughs> yeah. We can definitely say that those losses don't help. No, they do don't. do not help. They but, don't. But with, with the team you have, 
with Stafford and and making the trade with Adam to get Der, uh, Henderson, that has really helped since the uh, Rams have been on this run. Oh yeah, making the trade for Henderson was huge. Um, you know, early in the season, I, I knew I was going to have a hole at running back because I went receiver receiver in the draft and. Um, you know, running back, I thought was going to be an issue. So I made an early trade to get Henderson. It was huge. And, uh, you know, it's really helped out, really paid off for my benefit. But speaking of the receiver-receiver pick, that is the team. That is what's killing me right now. You know, I went receiver-receiver, and I went with Stephon Diggs, who has struggled to get touchdowns, although he does have touchdowns in the last two weeks. And then with Calvin Ridley, who's decided to just step away from the game for the foreseeable future. Um, that hurts. That hurts bad. But, uh... Yeah, it definitely keeps you right there in the middle of the pack. Yeah. You're not having those explosive games. You're not having the ones where you're just getting completely blown out or not scoring points. You're just staying right in the middle. You're staying competitive. You're four and four at the halfway point. And we got another eight games to figure out how the playoffs are going to look. Oh, yeah. I mean, I built the team on consistency. I was no secret that I wanted a consistent team, and, and they are consistent. Um, I've really been surprised with the play out of Najee Harris. I got more than I thought I was going to get out of him in, in year one. So we'll see. Going forward, I, you know, in the in the week up in the week matchups moving forward, I do have some good favorable matchups in the back half of the season. So yeah, definitely, hope, definitely hopefully I can uh, sneak into that you know number four spot. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of youngins on your team. But another young player that we have to talk about this week is on the team of John Gable, the Vanilla Gorilla. And that being Jamar Chase. Oh, man. Jamar Chase coming out of nowhere and putting up numbers like he's putting right now is is almost unfair. Dude's a cheat code. I mean, he's an absolute cheat code in fantasy football. Uh, You know, and then you you couple – you you add to the fact that he has Tyreek Hill on the same team, and it's almost a one-two punch at at receiver that just knocks – you know, if those two guys are on, it it knocks you out that week. And Yeah. It's rough. I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor, who's been running the rock and doing, putting up numbers that you wouldn't expect him to do. And you got that whole offense just being productive. But again, something that that is bit John is that that injury bug. You got Saquon, who just cannot stay on the field this year, and now you've got your tight end, your starting tight end, Noah Fant, out with COVID, and you've got Dak with a nagging injury. It just trying to just play through these injuries and it's just it's one of those things that it, it starts to wear you out it starts to make you make these moves on a whim and hope hope that they all work out but i i really do i hope that the the football coach knows what he's doing i hope he uh brings in that knowledge that he took to the middle schoolers and to win that county he brings it in here to win some more games. You know, he'd do a lot better if he remembered to set a lineup. I mean, this is a guy who who didn't set a lineup, what, three times this season? I think took losses all three. Well, I think yeah, he, I think he squawked, with, squeaked a win out with one with, of them. With the second half of the season, I think with with his obligations to the, the middle school team and his personal life, I think that those have kind of come to, to an end here. So this second half of the season, I think, is a step up for him. I think with him – being able to set a lineup and be consistent, I think he might be one of those guys that could sneak up into the top four. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Let's move on and talk about the commish. Let's talk about the commissioner, Adam. Um, you know, injuries, 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 injuries. He's been plagued by injuries. You know, he, he's got a player that's made of glass in Christian McCaffrey who, like Saquon, just cannot stay on the field. 
Yeah, um, this isn't the first time he's had to deal with injuries. He he was injury ridden all last year too, and he's in the same spot. He's in the the bottom of the league, eight, nine, ten again. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that I guess we just whoever Adam has just has that injury bug. Yeah, I think he needs to take the clothes that he drafted in the first year and then the clothes that he drafted in the second year and just light them on fire in the backyard. I think that's the only way he's going to he's gonna rid himself of the injury bug. I think he just needs to make a bonfire out of those clothes. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy, you know, going into it, his team didn't look too bad, but he is not. he's the only team in the league to not score 130 points yet. Yeah, Adam is the lowest point scorer, even – with Sean Howe not participating in the league, Adam is still almost 100 points lower yeah. than Sean for total points scored in the league. Yeah. And it is for, – for some of the games that he's won, he's gotten really lucky. Yeah, it's got, it's got to be frustrating. But you know what? Um, he, he rode the injury train, and he took it to a 3-5 and five record, and he's still, believe it or not, is in – Contention to make a playoff push if he if he wins out. I mean, or yeah. if he wins, you know, the wins majority a few in a yeah. row goes on a streak, goes on a hot run. It it could be the difference again. It's this this league is so close this year that anybody could be in in the playoffs with another full half of football to go. Yeah, you know, and I told you talking about this before we even did it that I was, was going to have a few hot takes and. That is one of my hot takes. I think that Adam makes a push, and if he misses the playoff, he's, I think he's going to miss it just barely. I think he's got his, his guys coming back from injury at the right time. If Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy and he can get the remainder of the season out of him, I think he's got a chance to really make a push and, and maybe uh, you know sneak into a four spot. Uh, if not, he might just finish at the five, maybe the six, but still, considering where the guy came from, that would be a huge a huge one. And, uh yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, definitely a huge confident boost if he can get even just a couple more wins in the next few weeks here. Yeah. Uh-huh. My other hot take is going to be uh, on our next next coach that we're going to talk about, and that will be uh, Daniel and Dee's crop dusting. I mean, he's uh, doesn't have a horrible team. Um, he's he's kind of I don't want to say mismanaged the team because that's not fair to him. He just hasn't got the play from the quarterback position that. He, uh, you know, that everybody else is getting. I mean, he's definitely the quarterback play. If, if I had to look at it, I mean, he's got probably the majority of the weeks where his quarterback's getting outscored by everybody's kicker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, it's not not a good feeling when every week you play a new quarterback. When when you have somebody like Fitz to start the the year on a on a new team with some receivers that could have just helped out his standings. And his his numbers, and then go out in the first game with a hip injury. That from there on, you're constantly trying to find somebody who's worth playing on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. And I think I think you have it now, though. I think Kirk Cousins is a great pick. I've definitely had my eye on him for multiple weeks now, and I knew I, I've had him on my bench in the past. But yeah, he's gotten some big play out of his receivers, and the receivers are keeping him in games and and helping him win a couple. Cooper Cup and Williams, they just they've gone off and. Zeke's had a few games where he's been really good. Goddard's had a few games where he's been able to, to put some things together. And then you got Woods, who, you know, Stafford throwing the ball all over the place. If it's Woods week, it's Woods week. I mean, he's got a team. You know, he really does. And I think if he solidifies that quarterback position, he can get good play out of Kirk Cousins. Or maybe he goes out there to the waiver wire and tries to find somebody else. I mean, there's, you know, there's some good ones out there. And uh, Carson Wentz. And um, there's another one that he can go pick up. I mean, he, he's got an opportunity to, to make a push. 
Uh, it's not too little too late. I mean, uh, you know, he's not mathematically out of the playoff. I mean, he's he's close, but he's not mathematically out. I mean, he's only four games back. So, really, four games back of the top spot. He's only, um, you know, three games back of that number four hole. So, he's got a chance to do it, too. Yeah, definitely. And the only one that we can really say is mathematically out is the one that doesn't even want to participate. And the one that we all thought could have been a good asset in the league and we we brought him in and trying to replace somebody is never easy but how just missed the mark you know i'm not even going to talk about his team um because it's not worth my breath uh the guy came in on his high horse um you know i didn't i don't think it was any secret i wasn't a huge fan of him from the beginning when i asked him to play the uh national anthem with his guitar at our award ceremony and he just emphatically told me no uh that kind of summed up i guess his uh participation in this league he just hasn't wanted to participate um i think he thought he was going to come in hot shit and run the league and when he realized oh shit i'm not he just kind of quit he took his ball and go home and that just uh that's gonna be i don't know the guy from adam but uh his personality to me is is of that um you know he just he's a quitter and i don't have anything for quitters so uh, yeah. that that rounds out, you know, the the analysis of the first half and the analysis of each team and how we can go forward. Uh, you know, I know this is kind of long; it's thirty minutes. I I hope y'all uh, enjoyed listening to it. This is something that I think myself and Ben would like to do weekly. Yeah, and we definitely want to try to start bringing some of y'all in with us and um, getting y'all involved in the the little podcast series that we want to do um, from here on. Like we we want to make this something that we can incorporate in the league and keep every inter- everybody entertained and we can give out some advice if y'all want it or not and y'all can come on and give out some advice as well yeah and it's not just going to be geared towards fantasy football i know uh, some people have asked some gambling advice they know that i like to do a lot of sports gambling and you know that's one thing we're going to do moving forward uh, you know we broke down each team this week next week we'll probably just break down a couple break down some key matchups some key victories um, you know, some key games going on in the next week. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to start doing a little pick em here. And we're going to – I think we'll have a segment called uh, Me and Ben and against the league and see how, how y'all do on picking some big NFL games. And then we'll we'll do some over-under advice and see if we can ma- uh, have some fun with this. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that we, we want to just have fun with. It's not something that, like I said, we don't, we don't need to sway anybody. Everybody can coach their own teams. But we want to – help out where we can and I think that's what this team or this league's all about is it's this brotherhood this where we all help each other out I know myself and Tyler we talk every week about what we're going to do for our lineups who we're going to put in how how we brainstorm even when we play each other we do it and it's just it's one of those things that it brings another aspect to the league and another aspect to this brotherhood we all have so looking forward to it it's been uh been a good half the season so far and can't wait for the second half and the opportunity to sit in and do more of these little podcasts yeah it's gonna be fun uh let's ride this wave to the end let's see who gets to do the beer mile or whatever punishment we do this year i know that's still up in the air um please remember to pay your league dues 25 dollars each team uh you know it's separate from the buy-in that's going to help fund the uh, food and or, and or alcohol cost and or whatever else we decide to do with it. So, you know, let's let's continue to maintain or let's do that. This is not maintain it because this will be the first time we're doing it. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, 
good luck to the rest of the season. I still don't like any of y'all. I just put up with y'all. Y'all are all fuckholes. But uh, let's have some fun. Get your lineup set. Let's do it. Let's do it.